Har 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 har. Here we be. Here we be with tummies full of chicken and pasta. Here we be. Welcome to the Nose Up Podcast. I'm Father Michael. And I'm Molly. I'm Molly. Hi, Father. This is the first time we've seen each other in... A week? A little more a than little a week? A little more than a week, which it's so funny when, you, when you're when you so used to seeing someone most days. Pretty much every day. Yeah, and then suddenly you don't, and mm-hmm. you're like, I don't think I've seen them for a month. And you're like, <laughs> I was like, it was a week. I almost <laughs> forgot that we had... That we like needed to record. I know. And I was like, surely we've done this already. <laughs> surely this has happened. Mm-hmm. I know. It is late Sunday night right now. We haven't done that in a while, but we are just saying that. So like father was gone on that on his trip for from like what, Sunday to Thursday? Yeah. And then I was gone Thursday or Friday, early Friday morning to Saturday night, right? Saturday night. Yeah. And today's Sunday. So here we, we do, are. We do what we can. Mm-hmm. Summer vibes, man. <laughs> How was your trip? It was really good. Yeah. Um, we wished we could have been there. Zach and I were sad to miss it. But yeah, it was it was a good one. And good. We missed you. Uh, it was it was relaxing. It was interesting and got to do some nature. I was going to say nature camping. You did. Uh, well, all camping really is nature yeah, camping. Yeah, I got to camp in Well, the, yeah, tell, I don't I don't think people know where you, what did you, where were you? So I went to Kentucky with. Went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky. I said that a lot. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but uh, with with Father Nick and Johan and our friends Kevin and Joanne, and uh, we toured around like distilleries, but we especially did this like little kayak camping thing, and it didn't go as planned. Yeah. What What exactly happened? Like you mean it didn't? When you say it didn't go as planned, like, we went it? way far further than we intended to the first day. Like, over half of the trip, like, we paddled 11 miles. Did you not realize it until the end? No, we just kept going, and we couldn't. There were mile markers on on trees, so we knew how far we were going. Okay. We were trying to find a good spot oh, that right. we could both hang hammocks and put a tent out. Was Joanne the only one who was in a tent yeah. again? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so we were looking for, like, this perfect spot. We couldn't find it. It was getting dark. It was, there was like mist on the river where you couldn't see very far, Ooh, and so we had to spooky. stop. And uh, we set up in the dark. We ate steak over the fire in the dark, uh, and then we woke up the next morning, and the river had risen. River had risen like eight feet, um, and so the the place where we had pulled the boats out and moved the boats up from, thankfully, was very underwater. And so then the next day, the water was going so fast that we finished the rest of the. 20 miles in like two hours so uh we ended a whole day early so it was but then you got some airbnb time yeah so we got to go you know get a house take showers and like just hang out which is exactly what we did and mm-hmm. so it was good to just yeah be away um yeah 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 that's awesome mm-hmm. i'm glad is that your only trip of the summer i'm gonna go to the beach with uh, a friend and his family in july Oh, good. You've yeah. done that. It's like the one that you've done it with before, right? Yeah. And this, so this trip was tiring because it was like going around to things and then doing like physical uh, exertion with with kayaking. 
this beach trip is the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And I will stay in one place. I will read books and I will sit there. At the beach. That is the entire plan. I love that. Yeah. I love that for you. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited. awesome. Yeah. And you just came back from... Uh, Home of the office. Well, Scranton. That's right. I was in Scranton. Singing yeah. songs. Singing songs in Scranton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that alliteration. Yeah, I was at... So this summer is pretty busy for me music-wise. Um, but this was like one of my away trips where mm-hmm. I led worship for a women's conference in Scranton. And it was so beautiful. It really was. Um, I particularly love going to women's conferences. And you get to like participate too because when yeah. I'm not singing, there's like talks and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was really awesome. It was just a quick trip. Like I drove there. It was like a six-hour drive there and back and it was just a day mm-hmm. so we got there like late the night before and left the day of the retreat so it was very quick but it was really beautiful mm-hmm. to be there and you went with there was a podcast guest fran, fran boney she's my pianist for yeah. the weekend which was awesome um and it was, it's always good to like get to bring someone mm-hmm. yeah so it was super fun nice yeah but but here here today what are we here to talk <laughs> Well, I just thought of this. There's a sign in our office that is student-made. <laughs> and what does that sign say, Molly? It says, dump them. Dump Why them. does it say that, Father? First of all, I want to say they, they made this for us. Yeah, we didn't ask for <laughs> right. it. Right. Um, just because uh, a lot of students will come, especially to Molly and sometimes to me, for relationship help and talking. And not that everyone should not be in a relationship in high school, but... Um, in general. Most people. <laughs> I feel like it's not typically a good idea. Yeah, and so Possibly. so we jokingly say our relationship advice is dump them. But we're here to talk about today. Breakups. <laughs> what, yeah, what happens when you get dumped or you dump. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny way to say that. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about breaking up. Breaking up. Father, have you ever been through a breakup? I was dumped. From the one. Oh, that makes me emotional. Uh, I didn't know that. And this is the strongest air quotes. Okay. Relationship that that I not that it was. I mean, bad, you were but, like in a committed relationship. You're just in a high school, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was in high school. Why'd you get dumped? Probably because I wasn't a good boyfriend. <laughs> oh um, gosh. And it, yeah, celibacy was, was calling your name. <laughs> apparently, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I, I can speak to it at that level. Of uh, it wasn't it wasn't earth shattering. Yeah, were you like, how long did it take you to get over that? Like, were you really sad or were you like, whatever? I wasn't really sad. That's good because I think at that point it was like, okay, this this isn't a, the meaningful thing that it had been, and mm. it kind of just happened. Yeah, yeah. You, I've been dumped. you've been dumped. <laughs> I know because you told me, but I was also oh my gosh, around yeah. for one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um, I have never broken up with someone. Fun fact about hmm. me. I haven't been in like a copious amount of relationships. Let me count. Official relationships that I've been in. One, two, <laughs> three, four. I'm in my fourth. And this one. This one's this for one life. This <laughs> one is the permanent one. Yes, yeah, so the other three, I was the dumpy, mm. which, you know, definitely I get embarrassed about sometimes, like. Being the one who was broken up with? Yeah, I've never broken up with someone, and I've, like, had relationships, but 
You know, it's just I take it as a moment of humility. But Did I ask a question? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so scared. The, I'm you... ready for the vault. This is the thing. I'm I am about to get married. So like I I will i I'm gonna say this before you ask your question. I've learned so much through every relationship. And while it is like a little embarrassing, like it has all led me to the man of my dreams who wants to be with me forever. So none of it really matters at the mm. end of the day. Yeah. So I'm willing to share. What's your question? <laughs> Why do you think you never was there a, a moment where you would have thought, oh, I, I should have oh, yeah, ended yeah, this yeah. and you didn't? Yes. Why do you think you didn't? I am. I tend towards loyalty to a fault. Hmm. Um, I'm a very loyal person. Like, I feel like that's I mean, you're my good friend. Would you say that I oh, tend yeah. to be loyal like yeah. that? People tend to say that's like a, a, one of my outstanding qualities. Like I'm just very loyal if I love someone or even if I'm not, not like in a relationship, it's different. Like I wasn't in love every one of those times Mm -hmm. um but i just am i think i just felt like i needed to make it work like if i'm in something whether it's a job or a friendship or a relationship or something else i just like if it's something i'm a part of i'm like i need to make it work i think i would have felt like i was a failure like Mm. there was times in in probably all of those relationships where I was like, you know, it's not like I was like, oh, this is the best thing in the world and I never thought about ending it, you know. But I think I was just like, if this doesn't work, that means there's something wrong with me. Mm. And so, like, instead of ending it, I need to do what I can to make it work. And sometimes things just don't work, right? Yeah. So that was kind of what I tended towards. And obviously, and and it's specifically, so like uh, one relationship was one month. So that's, you know, really nothing. I never really remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was three years, but it was on and off. And I've referenced that on the podcast. Like, it. so that was like an interesting thing because we broke up a couple times in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. But that was about three years long. And then the last one before Zach was mm, seven months, something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I forget where I was going with that, but, yeah, there was always moments where I was like, maybe I should, blah, 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 but I was just like, there's this mindset I really had to learn to let go of, of like, sometimes things just don't work. Yeah. Or like, I had a mindset of like, if you're in something, you gotta make it work. Mm-hmm. But like, sometimes things just don't work. Yeah. And I kind of struggled with that a lot. That's so. probably like a good point to start with of... Like a breakup isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, that it it could be better for both people. Yes. And very much like part of what God is leading people to in other ways, in other places, yes. in other people. Like mm-hmm. if nobody broke up, everybody would be with that whoever yeah, that first right, yeah. relationship with was was with like, good thank or God bad. I didn't marry any of the people I've dated. Yeah. And not saying they're bad people, none of them are. And that's there's a difference. Like, you weren't married to them. Correct. Marriage is something we, you know, people discern differently and publicly make this promise. Mm-hmm. And like as Catholics, that's why we believe it is like this. Like you said about Zach, this is for forever. life, um, yeah. forever. And so, like, but everything before that um, is not right. And not that you should be reckless with people's hearts and and hurt people. Obviously, yeah. Don't but, do that. <laughs> but that, but. 
having worked in with high school students for a while, I've seen <laughs> relationships where you look at it and it's like they're they think they're forever. Yeah. They think they're gonna they're gonna get married and like they only spend time with each other and um Which you shouldn't do even with the person yeah. that you're gonna marry. Yeah. Like But then they graduate and they and immediately it's over. Yep. Um and it just goes to show like that openness to like, you know, it's okay if this isn't supposed to be yeah. a lifelong thing. Yeah, like every situation there's something you can learn from it. And I seriously learn so much through every relationship. Maybe not as much through the one month long mm-hmm. one of my first boyfriend, but um yeah, like and in a very real way, all of those moments led me to the person I'm with today. And like in like a very real way where I can list reasons like I might not be with Zach if I wasn't first with those people. Mm. Um, and, you know, those uh, particularly one, right, right, the long-term relationship I was in, mm-hmm. um, you knew me right after that relationship. Yeah, is yeah. We, we went right before. Yeah. And then, you know, really became friends right after. You So you saw me through the difficulty of that. It was awful. I mean, like, I one of the most painful things I've ever been through. It was... a several months of a healing process and like to be very real like obviously I'm not romantically attached to that person anymore I don't want to be with them romantically but sometimes relationships are so hard and there are so much pain in them that like that can stick with you and there's certain things that like to be real I still have to heal from Mm -hmm. from like the hurt of that not like like it it take it took me not too long to romantically get over that person but it's been a couple years of a journey to get over pains and hurt and things like that of mm-hmm. like so it's there it's a tough kind of pain um and I've only been on the one end but I do know people who have been the person to end it and it's still really really painful like yeah. just cuz you know it's right doesn't mean that it's not awful and that was kind of where I was at with especially that one like I knew it wasn't in, at the end of the day, in my heart of hearts, I knew it wasn't going to work out. I knew it wasn't right. But I was too scared to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So even though I was never like, no, this wasn't what it was supposed to be, or at least I eventually got to that point, it still sucks mm-hmm. to accept because it's like kind of like grieving. It's like grieving someone who's still alive. Yeah. Like you go from being attached at the hip with to someone, they're the person you run everything by, that you bring everything to first that you talk to every day you share your life with them um in a different way than when you're married obviously but like in a very real way when you're in a relationship you share your life with someone Mm. and all of a sudden it's like nothing you go from like everything to nothing and that's like it's like a death it is a loss it's a a massive loss that you like have to grieve especially if it's a serious relationship Mm mm-hmm and even the things that, you know, friendships that are because of your relationship oh, together yeah. and things that you did together and plans, there's a lot of things that go away, even like, you know, a friendship that falls apart. Um, yep. A lot of things that you took for granted mm. are suddenly gone. And it's right to grieve even if you knew it was for the best. Yes. And I think that's, yeah, that's something that in a lot of situations in life we should be okay with like maybe you know you don't get a job or you lose a job or um even just like you know leaving college or moving like even if something is good 
and or at the end of the day good um it's okay to grieve a loss yeah. because like there there is a loss and i think sometimes we spend so much time beating ourselves up for like being upset about things when when we know they're right but like if you're sharing your life with someone and suddenly it's like from hundred to zero like mm-hmm. of course that's hard yeah it's one of the most awful pains i've ever felt in my life mm-hmm. and i you know god i've never felt closer to god truly than i did at that time um especially right after the breakup i'm, I'm my prayer was because we broke up a bunch of times in between but it was always like we'll probably get back together but the last time it was very clearly it mm-hmm. um my prayer life was beautiful and God was very reassuring, and I I felt hopeful, but I was still in just so much pain um, that took me really a long time to work through. There were several several months that I was single after that, and I'm so grateful for that because, like, I really needed to heal. Um, But, like, I imagine if I didn't let myself hurt, like, or tried to stop it, like, it just would have elongated the process. Like, I think sometimes as humans... This kind of goes into a broader subject, but we want to be, we think that feeling something or hurting means we're not strong. Mm. And I definitely like give into that sometimes. Like if I, if I'm really struggling with something internally or emotionally, I'm like, this means I'm weak. When like really the strongest thing we can do is face our emotions with the Lord, mm-hmm. give our emotions to the Lord. And really a weak thing to do is to avoid our emotions. Like yeah. that's really what weakness is. Like and I've fallen into that so many times and I understand it. So I'm not saying like <laughs> you know, um yeah, but feeling and experiencing it is the best thing you can do for yourself because it's there. Like it's not gonna disappear. It's like you have to go through it. To to go through it. You're not mm-hmm. gonna get to the other side until you go through it. You're just gonna be stuck in it. And it'll hit you eventually. Like, um, so just like let yourself be human, and it is something I keep thinking of. Um, that was the best thing I did for myself when I cried. I let myself cry when I was sad. I let myself be sad, mm-hmm. but like still striving, you know, to pray and bring that to the Lord and hold on to that hope that now, you know, it's led me to such beauty. Like I wouldn't trade anything for where my life has ended up. I am so grateful that I am marrying the person that I'm with and Mm -hmm. none of the people I've been with before, even though really there's only one other relationship where I really thought I could marry that person. But thank God, man, like Mm. he had such better plans for me. Um, And when you're in that moment, you can't see it. All you see is what's in front of you and what you really want in the moment. I had no concept of what could come for me, but Mm-hmm. thank god you know but that doesn't take away the pain no and the grief and all of that like you could be the most hopeful person in the world but like feel it experience it because it sucks it's a loss it's worthy of grieving mm-hmm. it's good to name those things especially in prayer i think that if i'm feeling afraid or sad or hurt to actually like face it mm-hmm. and face it with god um we don't want to feel those ways we don't want to experience those negative emotions. Um, but I think the more that we avoid them or shrug them off, that we're not letting God do what he can do with mm-hmm. them. We'd be out here yawning, Big guys. Yawn. We'll oh, tell you. <laughs> uh, and so uh, 
Yeah, I just think of so many times in my life of, like, if I was upset, finally, like, sitting down with God, like, okay, what am I actually upset about? Mm. What is the thing I'm right. afraid of? What am I, what what hurt me? Or well, why am yeah. I hurt? And then, like, you can do something with it together. Um, kind of like, I don't know, if little kids are get upset and they cry over lots of things and they don't say what the problem is, like, you can't fix it. You can't, you can't help them, but... Like, oh, this toy's broken. I could do something about that. And God wants to actually address the things that that hurt us and not just leave us to sit in them. Right. Even if it takes time. Yeah. And it's not like God is like, this is my will, so suck it up. (laughs) Like, yeah. Jesus knew it was the Father's will to die on the cross. And he accepted that, but he still you know, mourned and struggled and mm-hmm. went through it and experienced the pain of it. It's not like he was, like, rolling up to the cross, like, with the brightest smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just because something is God's will and we know that doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't understand that that can hurt. Because we're humans. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we've been saying that a lot on the podcast recently, but, like, it's true. Like, things that are hard hurt. That's okay. Yeah. I have a problem with it's easy to say, oh, it's God's will about a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. About something like this or, you know, someone dying or just, you know, something oh, yeah. in well, our life that the, we want. What's the term that people so, like, say a lot? Permissive will might be one thing that, like, God yeah, but allowed it to happen. People are like, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Not true. Well, like, I just think we underestimate how much freedom God gives us. Mm-hmm. That. Like, if you're dating someone and you decide this isn't meant to happen or it just doesn't seem right and you end it, like, you have the freedom to make that decision and that's okay. I could have married any one of the people I've yeah. broken up with if life shook out that way. Well, and it was up to you. Right. That God didn't, like, force you into this certain path that could only lead you to Zach. Um, right. I'm choosing. <laughs> Sorry, knock something on the microphone. I'm choosing to marry Zach, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that choice matters. And so in those moments where, so in a breakup where you're, where you're hurt, where you're lost, you're feeling grief, um, it's okay. we hurt each other mm-hmm. so often. Like so much of the hurt that's in our lives is like because we, even like like a breakup, does, it doesn't have to be malicious to hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah. That it can Just be really the loss like, itself. yeah, I don't, I, I don't think this is right. I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt you, but we have to end this. Um, it's still going to hurt mm-hmm. because of those human choices. And I say that not because, like, because we shouldn't kind of, like, treat it as if, like, okay, this is God's will. I just have to, like, suffer through it. And, like, right. he wants yeah, me yeah. to do this. Like, and... he wants me to feel this or to... Yeah. I think think about, I don't know, like, a parent consoling you in a breakup. Um they're consoling you. Yeah. They know that you're hurt. That's the thing that matters because because they, they should love you. And, and God looking at it the same way that um, he doesn't want you to hurt. Mm-hmm. He wants to console you. And also he can see forward to, you know, this is for the best, even if it hurts right now. Yeah. I know, you know, we work with teenagers, so we see a lot of breakups happen. But also, like, I mean, you're a priest. It's me. And you are a friend to people, too. Like like you said, you saw me go through a breakup. Mm-hmm. What do you think is, like, a common mistake that you see people make 
as they go through breakups from a like priest's perspective. Does um, that make sense what I'm asking? Yeah. Okay. Because there's a very real, like, it's, you could break up, like, breakups happen, right? Mm-hmm. And we have choices even after the breakup happens. Like, how do we handle it? Yeah. You can handle it really poorly. Absolutely. <laughs> and, or really well. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. Yeah, I I think go the way that it can be handled poorly is, you know, someone breaks up with you, uh, making them the enemy. Um yes. With your friends, yeah, or just, just how you talk, yeah, how you talk about them. Like, say it could have been a mistake, and and you know, if you if someone gets dumped, they very much think it's think it's a mistake. Uh, like, sure, like that doesn't make them a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they even say somebody did it for a bad reason. Um, it's good to not allow that bitterness to grow, and I think it's really natural to be to be angry. It's natural to feel betrayed or hurt. Yeah, there's like stages of grief. Yeah, and that's right? that's gonna happen. Um, but it's good to not feed the the negative side of it. That doesn't have to be there. Like, um, it's a it's good to vent and be vulnerable and right. share exactly what you're feeling first with God and then with people you trust. Um, but I think just when you can make it like your identity of being hurt, and uh, you can make it take that too much onto your identity of having been broken up with or dumped yeah and then then you just stay angry yep. and i've seen it in divorced people even mm. like years later that oh, yeah. that person is the enemy of their life like they're like they they're, ruined my life yeah they're nemesis and no one should have that kind of power over us yeah I was because just gonna, it's up to us yep and i was just gonna say like God, you know, doesn't give anyone that type of power over mm. us. Like, we're not, it's not possible to have, It's we get hurt by people, but it's not possible to have our life ruined by another human, right? Mm. Like, God always gives us the opportunity and option to rise above and to heal, but with him. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm giving someone that kind of power in my life, like, it's me giving them yeah. that power, like... God doesn't want that. God mm-hmm. doesn't. It's not like God's like, oh, well, this person hurt too, so like you're screwed forever. Yeah. Like God offers His healing hand and brings good out of out of the bad. Like I had a very one time I was I will never forget where like where I was when this happened. I was on a walk mm, two years ago. Yeah, and I like I said like that one breakup I went through. It, it's been a journey to heal from the pain that I experienced in that relationship and in that breakup. Um, and I remember I was walking and praying kind of about that and about that person. And God very clearly spoke to me and was like, you're going to get to heaven and you're going to see this person. You're going to thank them for helping you to get there. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's so true. Like this is a person who hurt me a lot. Like, to be real, very much. Um, I still sometimes struggle with being angry at this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to channel that correctly, kind of like right, what you're saying to bring that to the Lord. And I, you know, it's obviously different now than it was before. Like I'm getting married; it's not something I think about a lot anymore. But um, yeah, like I realized, like man, there was like ways that this. no matter what has happened that was negative it doesn't take away the good that that person did in my life and even like 
the ways that the suffering led me closer to the Lord. And, like, I'm very grateful because a lot of people, you know, go through really negative breakups of, like, they're just with people who are bad. Not in and of themselves. We're all created good. Mm -hmm. But just, like, nasty people. Yeah. I've never dated anyone who's a bad person. Um, And that's, I think, and this just brings up a good point, like, standards matter. Um, There were certain things my standards have changed, but there were certain things I was never willing to bend on. And that has made it easier for me. Like, I lo- I'm very grateful that I can look back and, and don't have to say I ever dated someone who was just a bad guy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Good men who made mistakes, sure. Yeah. Never a, a bad man, though. Yeah. Um, and that matters. And I'm very grateful because I know I was spared a lot of pain because of that. That if I dated someone who kind of was not living a very good life f- or living a life for the Lord, that could change things. Um, but I had that experience and it really shifted my perspective because a lot of times when you get dumped, especially, or even just when you get hurt by someone, it's really easy to focus on all the things they did to hurt, to hurt you. And that's something I struggle with, like in, in relationships and breakups, but even just in like any sort of relationship, like I, I tend to focus on the negative a lot. God can work through it all. It's not like just because a relationship didn't work out doesn't mean that like God wasn't in it and God didn't like bring goodness out of it. Like, yeah, like I said at the beginning, in a very real way, this relationship in particular led me to Zach and I learned a lot about what I want and how to be holy and like what I deserve. And that's not taken away. Mm -hmm. Um that led me to be more of the woman I was supposed to become and that I am now and that I'm trying to continue to become. Um, so I think like we, ha- we always have the opportunity to entrust everything to God, even the worst things that happen in our lives, even the moments when someone might just really hurt us or when we, maybe we're the one breaking up with them. But like when we're in a situation that just hurts, like we have to trust that God can bring good out of anything. Like he works, it's in, in, in scripture. He works all things for the good of those who love him. Um, like that's, that's real. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that in my life, even through like really difficult moments, like that breakup again, for the sake of hitting it home, like one of the hardest things I've ever experienced, but I'm able because of God, not because of myself, like only when I unite it to God, right? That's the key. I have to unite it to him. But when I united to him, I'm able to see the goodness he's brought out of that. Like, he doesn't allow me to be enslaved to that. Um, he turns it into goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast, but when I, that breakup happened right around the same time that I reconnected with Zach. Yeah. Zach and I met when we were 19 and reconnected when we were 22. Um, and right after I got dumped, I was living in Steubenville about to start a Catholic Central, just suffering so deeply. <laughs> like, not many people I knew lived around at the time. It was very lonely in a lot of pain. I had recently reconnected with Zach, and I just needed a friend. And I literally called him one day, and I was like, wow, I almost said the person's name. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this person and I just broke up. Um, I am struggling a lot. I just need a friend. Can we, like, hang out? Mm-hmm. He was so good. Sure. And that led to us having a very beautiful conversation that day that led us to becoming best friends. Like if I did not get my heart literally shattered into a million pieces by this person, I would not be with 
man who's going to be my husband in a few months. Mm -hmm. Like, that's God, though. Like, that is that is God. Yeah. Um, And that's the key in all of this is like your breakup could ruin your life. Or it could hurt really bad and lead you to the goodness that God has for you. And that's up to you. Mm-hmm. You get to decide what you do with it. You get to decide if you bring it to God or if you wallow in your hurt. You get to decide. We always have the choice of what we do with our suffering. Um, and I know this is specifically tied to breakups we're talking about right now. But in general, we we don't get to choose what happens to us. But we do get to choose what we do after, what we do with it. Um and if we, the best thing we can do is give it to give it to God and let Him do all the goodness. Um, yeah. I th- yeah, mic drop. Um, <laughs> I think in there as well as like reaching outside of yourself, mm-hmm. um, whether that's asking for help or looking for ways that you can help other people. Oh um, yeah. Because hurt like that turns us inward. We want to protect ourselves. We want to. Uh, get away from the things that have <laughs> yeah. hurt us. Um, like, that's a good moment to boldly, like, love other people. Mm. And it, it's it's really hard to do that when you're hurting. Um, yeah. But I think just, like, a, uh, refusing that tendency to just go inward and self-focus to a, a, a in a detrimental way can be really helpful. Like, look... There's st- there's still love in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. I still have something to offer. Um, I can still love people. People can still love me. And maybe you know how to love people better now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, you could do that. I think in a way that's like, I'm gonna stay busy so I don't think about how <laughs> how bad I feel. That's uh, yeah. not great. Um, but but I think there's a, there's a balance of like being honest with yourself, being vulnerable with God, but also like looking for the ways like you still get to serve, you still get mm-hmm. to love and that's going to be healing as well. Mhm. Yeah, like love heals. It does. Lying in your bed and refusing to trust people. I mean, I that was I <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. After that one breakup I was like I am literally never dating again. Yeah. Like I am just not doing this. Um I cannot trust anyone. Like, there is no physical way that I'm going to be able to trust anyone again to date them. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I just had this, like, giving up mentality and, like, God healed me. But, like, that was not good for me. Like, I was stuck in negativity, like, big time and wasted, honestly, love in that time. Like, time that I could have spent loving others. I just mm-hmm. spent being feeling sorry for myself, really. It's okay to feel hurt, but I think that's different than feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Um. And just wallowing is just didn't do anything. It just makes you think about the painful part more. Yeah. Um, Don't give in to hopelessness. uh, There's always hope. Yeah. And I'm trying. I don't. I'm great at scripture. Um, (laughs) Christians, we mourn, but we do not mourn without hope. Mm. Um, And and that's about death. But like. But also, this, all these small deaths. That, yes, um, yes. That, that it's okay to to be sad. It's okay to mourn, but to not do it without hope. Like, um, to like you said, wallow in that hurt. And mm-hmm. that's I can't fault someone for for wanting to do that. And maybe you know, there's a there's a time limit of. I'm not trying to sound cold, but uh, but like, you have you have those ex- immediate experiences of being overwhelmed, of being sad. Um, Hopefully a friend 
and as, as well as yourself can say, all right, like, let's go do this. Yeah. Um, you not were great a, at that. Not me. in a way to say, like, get over yourself, um, but but more like, like... Don't let this run your life. Yeah, this, this isn't the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it, it is true, and we have to believe that because I think sometimes we, you know, we process what we can see. Like, we might think it's the end because that's what's in front of us. That's what we see. And it is the end of, like, like <laughs> I'm trying to say this in a not weird way. Like, a part, a piece of me died that day, but it wasn't a bad thing in the end. Like, because we always have the opportunity to make ourselves new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a chance to become more of who I wanted to be. So when I say piece of me died, like, it was a good thing. Like, I had more chance to grow into who I really want to be. Um, and I've grown so much since then mm-hmm. that like, I, I think I look back and if I ever see this person again, I feel like they wouldn't even really recognize me cause yeah. I've grown so much and changed so much, um, by the grace of God. But like, I could have just stayed stuck, but it was really friends pulling me out of it. Like you guys that really helped. Um, but the best thing I did for myself was allow myself to be vulnerable, which doesn't come naturally to me. When I am in the midst of suffering. Um, but just like, man, there were so many times where I'd just be with friends and just weep. I'll never forget right after it happened, I went to a friend's house and like the next day and like just literally wept in my friend's arms. And I remember saying things like, how can I move on from this? Mm-hmm. Like, what does this mean for me? Like, this is the end. I literally felt like I was dying. <laughs> like, I felt like it was the end of me. Um, but man, it was the beginning of like the me that I really wanted to be. I am, have become so much more myself since then, but like, I couldn't see that then. And so if you're going through a breakup or if you do in the future, my encouragement to you, like people will say to you, it takes time, like time heals. And that can be really frustrating when you're in the moment, but trust that. Like there's a reason why people who say that to you, Mm -hmm. why people say, give it time. Because it's true. Like, it does, time does heal. Let yourself feel things. But, like, the further away you are from something, the more healed you will be from it. And that doesn't invalidate your pain at all. Just just the further away you get from something, the less of a hold it has on you. Scars heal. Yes. And that doesn't mean you weren't hurt. Yep. Um, but it means that, like, you can, you can move past it. You can love and be loved and... If this this is like over dramatic, but like if if the cross can be the thing mm. that leads us to to new life, then every little death that we experience can be something that leads to new life in our lives. Yeah, I will never I mean, because it was so formative. I'll never forget. It was kind of a bit of a drawn out situation. Um, for the sake of privacy, I'm not going to share the details. But I remember I got this one particular phone call, and it wasn't when we broke up. Um, from this guy but it was like kind of a moment when I was like oh this decision you're making is clear that like it will eventually lead to this for lack of a better term and I remember I was out of town and I like literally fell into the grass I was on this random campus for this event and I just fell into the grass there's strangers all around I didn't give a crap weeping and I was like what am I supposed to do and I I will never forget that feeling like what it felt like to be me then like I felt like my life was ending. I really did. And like, if you're experiencing that, like, I just want to validate that for you. Like, it makes sense because your life is massively going to change because you've 
been with this person, you've committed to them, they're probably the most important person in your life right now. Or at the time, you know, when you're in a relationship with them. And so when you lose that, your life drastically changes. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just going to be different. Yeah. But you get to decide if it's a bad different or a good different. Um, And the key is, I would say, having gone through breakups, but one particularly life-altering one, the keys are community, you know, not sinking in within yourself, letting yourself feel, and bringing it to God. Like, this is an opportunity to have your prayer life transform. When it's Mm -hmm. just you and the Lord, like, I was in the chapel for, like, literally three hours a day, and it was Mm -hmm. life-altering in the best way. And, like, I can look back now and, oh, gosh, I'm so glad I never have to go through a breakup again because it sucks. It's so painful. Um, But I'm so grateful that that happened. I went through that pain. Um, Taught me a lot about God and a lot about love and vulnerability. And it was a new way for God to love me. Mm. Like, it was a new opportunity for God to comfort me. Yeah. And I learned a lot about God's love that I'm so grateful that I got to experience that I'm able to say I wouldn't, though this isn't always easy, I wouldn't change it because I learned a lot about God through that healing. Things that now I look back and I'm like, thank God, like, I can't imagine not knowing you in this way, Lord. Mm. But it was, I wouldn't have known if it weren't for like that deep suffering and loss. Um, but you, he doesn't ask you to walk it alone. Like, let him hold your hand. Let him. He might not come down upon you in prayer and say this magical thing that's going to make your pain go away. But he wants to be with you in your pain. And that's more valuable than him just saying something that takes it away. Like, yeah. Having someone walk with you, the Lord walk with you through your pain is more powerful, I think, than him just snapping and it going away. Because it's like, I love you this much. I'm going to walk with you through it. And as much as it sucks in the moment, like, you'll always come out grateful if you if you keep yourself united to, to him. At least that's been my experience. But uh, that does not change that. And I thank God every day that I do, do not ever have to go through a breakup again. Thank God. It sucks. <laughs> There's not much that sucks mm-hmm. that much. So I'm happy I'm getting married. I'll say that. <laughs> Nice. Nice. I think that's it. That's it. I think that's what we've got to say. That's what we got. That's what we got. I do consider myself a breakup expert, so I hope this <laughs> helps. <laughs> Once that breakup album comes out. Oh, man. You guys ain't even ready. Know. They're not even ready. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many breakup songs I've written. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Father Michael. Yes. How's God been loving you lately? So I went on this trip, um, but one highlight... So we we had mass uh, every day, we most all the days but one. Like me or Father Nick celebrated mass either in the house or I got to celebrate mass on the bottom of a kayak like John Paul II. Um, so that was really awesome, and saw the biggest spider in the world crawl by <laughs> at that moment, and I did not like that. But uh, the last day we we're having mass in the uh, Airbnb that we were in, and uh, I don't know if you've had this experience like on a vacation where you sort of realize like man like. I feel like I'm not thinking about God very much. Um, Like, I'm just doing my things. I'm not, like, focusing on him. And I was kind of frustrated. 
Mm-hmm. We were getting ready to celebrate Mass. Uh, and it just struck me that maybe, like, um, being close to God isn't this thing that uh, I decide what it looks like. Mm. That, like, for me, especially in that moment, it was celebrating the sacrament and turning my attention to him right then, no matter what had been going on before. And then right, tied right into that, when I came home the next day, uh, the the reading was about Elijah and listening to the the quiet voice of God on the mountain, that there was the fire and the wind and all that stuff, but it was the, the small whispering sound that was that was God. Um, it made me just want to, like, keep seeking that small sound, mm. that it's not about, like, the obvious things that I think should uh, define my relationship with him. Right. It's it's being patient and being willing to uh, to just seek that, mm-hmm. that's the the quiet way that God talks to me. So those are like a couple, it was a thread that went through the trip and then when I came back. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Molly, how's God loved you lately? (laughs) Um, Well, I talked about the conference I went to this weekend. And I think one of my favorite things about my job is that I get to, like Matt talked about this when he was on our when we had that our hundredth episode, yeah. like how one thing that he loves about what he does with Pints of Aquinas is he like he said something like, I, I know the world is a better place after I meet meet each each person. Mm. And that's so true when you're in like this type of ministry of speaking or or doing music and traveling, like I just leave. I left and I was just like the world is so much better than I knew it was. There's mm. this pocket of women in Scranton, Pennsylvania, spending so much of their time and energy and money on making a conference to help lead other people closer to the Lord. And it's, like, so refreshing. Every time I just travel somewhere, I just learn about this new group of people with this new event, and I'm like, there's so many people in the world. Like, we always talked about how rare it is to be, like, a faithful Catholic, but in my experience, Oh, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Taylor Swift just oh my moved, gosh, Taylor Swift moved just on her own. <laughs> that scared the crap out of me. I thought I was about to die. It scared scary. me a little because oh. she, it just fell over. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. That's scary. Yeah, Taylor, why do you do this to me? Ooh, okay. Is she alive? It's really her. It's really Is Taylor Swift, here? everyone. <laughs> anyway. Um... Like, we always hear about, like, oh, there's so few Catholics in the world who are really real Catholics. True. But, like, in my experience, every time I go somewhere, I'm like, there's so many more than I realize. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, And it's so refreshing and encouraging. Like, there are people out there like me just trying to love God and, and, and who are doing a fabulous job at spending their life to love the church and the people of the church. Mm. And it's amazing to be a part of that in in a small way and to get to just meet people and as an introvert it's something i was really nervous about when i started decided to like kind of start doing this and especially go part time it's like officially like mm-hmm. my job now um and like the whole meeting new people like you go somewhere and people are hosting you and you have to talk to people blah 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 and that was something i was nervous for cuz i just love music yeah <laughs> but it's been one of my favorite parts nice um, so Really encouraging and good. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. If you're going through a breakup, you're going to get through it. And people will keep telling you that, but they're telling you that because it's true. Mm-hmm. 
Go for a walk. Chop Go. down a tree. I've done all those things. Once I threw apples at a brick wall, it helped. Perfect. Throw things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, bring it to God. You'll be okay. That was a rhyme. Gotta stop that podcast now. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. Bye.